calling the dogs with Chinsy and Chi, and it's the most wonderful time of the year, the most aggressive week that I have every year, and it's kind of like, you know, it's, fortunately we've had a calm season, but then it gets to this week, and it's like, it doesn't matter anything that's happened, I don't care what they're doing, I hate Florida all day long, every day, and I just love getting a whole week to celebrate it every single year. We celebrate it, it's one of those like holidays we celebrate year-round, but... It's special during this week. Yeah, if you've been listening to this podcast for the last five years, um, you know that we we don't care what the stakes are in this game. We don't care what Florida's record is. We, Patrick Chancey, Cole Briner, hate the University of Florida. It is one of those things that we enjoy more than most, uh, and and we can't wait to, uh, one, obliterate them, and two, make fun of them as much as possible. We, we talked about, I, you know, Chancey, this is, I know this is probably not the direction we wanted to have the intro go here, but I did want to point out, I was, my, my brothers and I have had this discussion with a, uh, a friend of ours up here and about how with, with the SEC, University of Georgia, you feel like you can, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you feel like Georgia fans can get along with, with, Auburn fans in some way, shape, or form, right? You know, hunting or something like that. You can, you're kind of similar in some way, shape, or form. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing that the Florida fans have that I feel like I can relate to them in any way, shape, or form. And I'm, I'm thankful for that because it feeds my hatred. But it is kind of funny how you sit back and think, and I was like, you know, I, I can probably get along with some LSU fans in some, uh, some way. You know, some Ole Miss fans. You know, of course, I, 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 I hate Auburn absolutely, but. There are some similarities there. There are zero similarities between us and the University of Florida fans, and um, they suck. They really do. They're, they are their own breed, and it's like something triggers. Uh, when, As being someone who has to hold the line down here, I have to hold the, the actual state line to make sure I keep them from encroaching any further into our beautiful state. Uh, you get to see a lot of it. And so I, I feel like I have had the opportunity. Growing up, there's been there's a lot of FSU close to us because Florida State's really only uh, it's less than it's not really that far away. Uh, but then Florida fans just tend to spill over uh, into into our area, and and so I've grown up knowing what they can be and what they choose to be as a people. And I think I don't know if they just if if they are just not capable uh, of uh, of being a, a good human being in most situations, and, and I don't know how what how that all plays out, but they are just a different breed altogether. And, and I don't know if it's something about being across that line that that just causes chemical imbalances in their brain. But here we are, and uh, and I'm just very thankful that um, God has blessed me not to to think that way, and has protected me from that. You know, I've never really. Uh, figured this out. I've never. I'm. I'm about to to Google it. But how many miles are between Valdosta and Gainesville? Because it's Gainesville. Is Gainesville on 75? It is. Is it like right off 75? It is. I don't remember what exit it is because fortunately I don't have to go very often. Uh, which that might be. Have changing. you ever, have you ever been? To, oh I, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Well, I have, have you ever been to Gainesville? I have been to Gainesville, and so have had to go a few different times. And um, fortunately. Uh, nothing Florida related, but something we've got Shans down there and I've had to go visit people at the hospital and things like that. And, uh, and so I don't frequent it and, uh, don't really have reasons to go down there. So, uh, but it's actually closer for me to get to there than it is for me to get to Ath. Uh, so it's, I just, I just looked it up. It's, uh, about 107 miles, yeah, which is 
it really doesn't take long to get there. I, I've made it. I've made multiple trips there uh, from where I'm at, so it's not it's not a hard not a hard drive at all uh, for for us. So um, so as this possibly could be changing. Oh, that's a scary thought to think that the that could be in our could be in our future. Uh, but did you see Kirby's? Most recent comments about it? I think it was today. It was either today or, or yesterday afternoon. Um, I don't know what the specific end. comments were, but I know that they were uh, pretty pretty damning for Jacksonville. It was, it was kind of one of those situations that, yeah, I mean, it, it, it certainly was. It was one of those situations where the writing was kind of on the wall with what he was saying. Um, it seemed like he was, without saying it outright, he was basically saying, yeah, sorry, this whole Jacksonville thing is not going to happen again. Now, it's funny because they asked Stetson about it, and Stetson wasn't super good. They interviewed Chris Smith and Stetson, and Chris Smith actually said exactly what I would like to do: he, that uh, do a maybe do a home, home, and then Jacksonville the third year kind of thing. And you know, for the lucky few uh, students who would get a freshman year and a senior year Jacksonville trip, wow, that would be awesome. But that's uh. That's how I would like to do it. That's what Chris Smith actually said he would like to do. But Stetson, Stetson actually was like, I think he kind of liked the idea of, of the pageantry and the tradition of going to Jacksonville. But at the same time, it doesn't matter what the players want. It doesn't matter what the fans want. It matters what the coach and the uh, administration wants to do. And uh, sounds like Kirby is pretty pretty gung-ho about making it uh, at Athens and Gainesville uh, home, home and home. Well, Stetson, he, he's grown up a dog. And so yeah. we do have some, we, we obviously have that affinity. If you have the affinity for Jacksonville, man, I have a lot of memories down there. And it is the, the half and half. It is a, and part of it being in Jacksonville for me is kind of what causes the, the distinction of this game from the other games. It's what separates mm-hmm. it from that. And, and, and the way that the games have gone over the years, I mean, it's always a vicious fight. And But having it in that neutral site, I think, kind of separates it in, in its own right but it, it's a lot and especially for for us in south georgia it's the it, it's definitely the most attended game because it was so easier so much easier for us to get there compared to uh going to athens so a lot of people this is the game that they couldn't go to uh in a lot of situations and so uh when, or when you couldn't go always get up to athens and so there's a lot of uh and then you obviously have saint simon so there's a lot and well as, as this more comes out about this i mean this comments have kind of been made like this over the years but as we're getting closer to that contract being up it's kind of getting more real and, and more real uh by the by the minute and you have to look at it, if you're going to look at it from just a pure financial standpoint we're investing tens of millions of dollars into these facilities and into these these amenities that we've created for these recruits just the recruiting events alone are are hundreds of thousands of dollars so if you exactly so if you start if you just start breaking that down by okay we we spent x number of dollars a year and if you just divide that by the number of games you have the amount of dollars lost or the amount of dollars not invested are incredibly high and and so we don't we're, we're missing out on a game every other year that we wouldn't have in Athens and, and I know it gets brought up and sometimes people don't think it's that big of a deal but if you're just looking at it purely from a dollars and cents standpoint it is an expensive like we get a lot of money from Jacksonville but a maybe getting that recruit or getting that group of recruits that that extra game would have been their opportunity to come and us get to, to show them around and and put on the recruiting 
uh, put, show the recruiting prowess that we have developed under Kirby. Missing that is is big, and it always will put us behind when it comes to like Saban or it comes to uh, some of these other schools that are that are, that are popping up in Ohio State or or whatever the case is. Uh, so we're we, we've got to if you just got to look at it logistically, and that's that's kind of where we're at. And so Kirby doesn't give a rip about the pageantry. I mean, when it comes to this it, and you can think whatever you want to about it, but that's just where we're at. He is the czar of Georgia football, <laughs> and really, really, what he say he says goes. So uh, that's that's the that's more than likely what the future's looking like. Well, basically, what you just said in summary, he said the exact same thing. He basically said it comes down to money and recruiting, and that's the, I mean that's the bottom line. And I, I I put it this way: the whole situation with. Uh, all the students and, and, and me still as a University of Georgia alum, I, I love the experience of going down to the coast and, 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 and the tradition of this game. But the whole Jackson, Jacksonville part is not really that appealing. I do like going to the game. I, I don't like the city of Jacksonville. I don't like being around those people uh, that wear the, the blue and the orange. I think that that part is really just more of the I want to be able to see the game and, and and that's why we go on a mission to Jacksonville we don't go to really I mean I, I don't go down there to have fun I'm gonna go drink as much beer as I can in the, so that I'm I feel good going to that stadium and then I'm gonna cheer on the dogs and get the hell out of there but the trip the going to the coast going to St. Simons or Jekyll Island wherever you're gonna go is what's always the most fun and and that's what makes it worthwhile Hell, I'm, I'm, I'm about to be heading down to the coast on Thursday morning. It's one of those things that that's tr- that, that, that part is great. The Jacksonville thing is not that great. And so what do you what do you, at some point, you know, if this do, does go to the home and home, I mean, does that whole part of that go away or do, do these kids still go to the coast? I mean, especially like, I mean, you think about it, it's definitely further, don't get me wrong, but I mean, you can still do the coast and then, leaving time to get to Gainesville to, to have a small tailgate and then, you know, be able to go to the game there, you know, if you wanted to do that every other year, you know. So, I don't know, something to think about. It's, it's, it is a very uh, a hot, hot debate. Well, I, I, think it all, I think it all goes away. I mean, I, I really do. It, it's just that when you don't have the draw of the game, I mean, I think there will be a couple of years where people will want to continue those traditions and, and there will be a, a group of people that do those things. But – it's just going to be hard, especially with new students coming in and uh, people people talking about it. It's just hard for me to, to think that it will maintain. But we don't know yet. We don't know what that all looks like. I think we've got some uh, – have to have to see some – see where everything goes but it's it's looking like that's the the writing's been on the wall for a long time we've been talking about this for years now and really since we started doing this for sure since kirby's been around it's always been a topic and uh looks like we're getting close man it it really is it's it's pretty sad i mean i'm i'm not gonna i'm not sitting here telling you that you know it's it's gonna be like i said i i would love to see it be a a athens gainesville jacksonville every third year kind of thing and and i'd still stand by that but man if it just is completely no trip to the coast none of that i mean you think about all these i mean think about larry bunsen's you know his call back in 1980 you know and and talking about how property is going to be destroyed on the coast and you know in saint simon's and and all those condominiums that have been rented out and everything i mean that's just one of those things that just that image and that nostalgic feel 
to be to be just completely wiped out from this uh, rivalry is going to be tough. Uh, but the almighty dollar, man, it, it makes every decision we uh, we make, especially now moving forward, especially with NIL being involved and recruiting being the just crazy. I mean, even, you know, we were talking about 10 years ago uh, before we started. And I mean, even 10 years ago, recruiting was nothing like it is now. And so we got to be, if you're talking about having that extra weekend and it making the biggest difference, you know, we can suck it up as a fan base and, and be all right with it. We will definitely have to, uh, we'll, we'll be following this as it, as it happens. And there's, there will be plenty of time to discuss this and get our, get our thoughts together. But in the meantime, we have a game that is being played in Jacksonville that will be happening here this week. And uh, the number one ranked dogs are going in to play Florida. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the, uh, the, the not ranked. The not ranked Florida. Florida uh, so we're looking at a Florida team that is coming off of a loss against LSU this past weekend in a in a pretty high scoring high score higher scoring game for sure but Florida is 4 and 3 uh, their losses this season uh, are coming to Kentucky, Tennessee and LSU. So really their biggest games if biggest SEC games so far they have lost uh, to this point and really and truly I mean I think if you look they haven't it's not been uh, Huge losses, a 10-point loss to Kentucky, uh, a 5-point loss to Tennessee, a 10-point loss to LSU. Uh, Not huge losses, but when you're looking at this team, man, a lot of points really on both sides of the – they're really allowing a good bit of points here, um, especially with some of these these teams. And LSU most recently putting up 45 on them. It was in – uh, was it in Death Valley? Was it? No, it was. It was at home. It was at home, yeah. and so not a great look. Uh, Billy Napier's first season. What's what? What are you? What are you seeing from these guys right now? What's kind of what's sticking out to you? Well, well, top to bottom, you look at what's what's their best win, and their best win is against Utah. Uh, I mean, at the time they were top top 10 team they just Anthony Richardson was going to win the Heisman yeah man Anthony Richardson was going to win the Heisman it was the coming out party Billy Napier was going to be the winningest coach in, in Florida football history <laughs> Patrick's oh, Patrick's hacking up a lung at this point you know he's just so surprised that Florida is not as good as they thought they were going to be the best win by far is Utah uh, they struggled against South Florida South Florida is one of the worst teams probably bottom 10 teams in the country and that's not exact not an exaggeration they played tennessee pretty close um and that was at, in knoxville tennessee i i, I we're, we're not gonna talk in depth about them but it, we, let's get through florida first absolutely but this tennessee team i'm just gonna say this right now that there there have been games where they haven't looked like the unbeatable uh team that, that the media is making them out to be and uh, it makes me feel better about next weekend. But we'll get a next weekend next week. Right now, uh, I'll put it this way. So they got this this game against Utah that they they play well. Well, anyway, Oregon is looking like now looking like the best team in the in the Pac-12 potentially. You know, Utah just beat USC. Uh, I think everybody has a loss in that in that conference, and maybe maybe one team. I think everybody does. Now the Pac-12 is the Pac-12. It's not the biggest of deals, but right now, when you look, what you look, when you look at what Oregon has put together since we played them, 
and what how we blew them out to start the season. I, you can make a very, very strong argument that that's the best win in the country, top to bottom. And so I still put our win, best win up against uh, up against theirs. But if you look at our body of work, you know now, okay, that South Carolina game is looking a lot better too. You know that South Carolina team just came back and uh, beat Texas A&M, who is a <laughs> a laughable <laughs> team this year, uh, which is awesome. But so if you look at our resumes, it, it's there's not. I'll be honest. There's besides the fact that we're undefeated, the wins. If you look at just the wins, there's not the a huge difference. But it's not like we haven't. I mean, we we pummeled Auburn. We beat the crap out of the teams uh, the last two weekends that we have played games, we have come out and looked like the dominant team that we were to start the season. And I know that that didn't come in the same form that a lot of people wanted to, you know, a, a la, you know, Stetson didn't throw a touchdown for three games, you know, what, you know, whatever anybody's got to complain about, I don't care if you, what, what, what you got to say, you know, if we beat Auburn by 30 plus points, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty okay with it. I don't care how it happens. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, it's this this Florida team is Anthony Richardson is not as much of a, a dual threat as people make him out to be. But man, if you if you go back and watch some of these highlights from the LSU game, if we let him break through that first line of defense, he's he can be off to the races pretty easily. He is he is not slow. Well, it, to me, it's just it, it's literally can you can you contain him and can you can you get movement on the line on their offensive line and push it back can you not allow him to sit in the pocket you have to force him to throw you can't let him get out of the pocket and there will be some plays that he does get out of the pocket if you're going to pressure you're going to you're you're going to be at risk of him getting out and making a play with his leg and so we are going to want to do that you have to live with a couple of those. He can't. He can't be able. He can't be successful doing that. There's a difference between one or two of those a game. There's a difference, and a difference from that and him being able to do that all game long on a third and eight. Him get through that line on a QB draw to go for yeah. for 12 yards. That's the thing that kills you uh, during during these games when you have a guy like this. And they've wanted him. He's tried to throw more here recently and do more of that. And the more we can make him throw, the better off we are going to be. And if we can keep him from running north and south, we are going to be, we will be in good shape. And and I think we're we're getting to the point. Where I feel confident that we can have some success doing that. But for us, it's just preventing these blown coverages and doing the dumb things that we've allowed some sometimes to happen in some of these games. And if we can keep, but if you just keep him, be able to get some movement on that line, I just feel, I feel like that's where we're going to have our our biggest success. Because when you look on the offense side of the ball, we're they're letting they're giving up points, and so we've just oh, yeah. we've got to be able to, if we can just slow them down, which I feel like we have the opportunity to do that. Um, if we if we stay out of our own way, I feel great because if you look at any of these games that we've played. The two games where 22 points were scored, just a bunch of turnovers, and that was it. I mean, that was really the thing, and, and a bunch of penalties. Penalties and turnovers were the reason yeah. why those two teams were able to score 22 points. Well, the, the first quarter is going to dictate this entire game. What do we come out What do we come out as? Do we come out as that first quarter against Oregon, or do we come out as that first quarter against Missouri? And I'm this Florida team, this defense in particular. Everybody talks about the offense because let's be honest, there's there's no standout guy in their defense that a lot of people talk about. I mean, they don't have traditionally. I mean, I'll give them credit. Florida has always had this these 
couple of like sleeper defensive linemen. I mean, of course, you know, whenever they were a much better team in the 2010s, you know, or, or excuse me, the 2000s, uh, they had a lot of players on their defense. You know, that 2008 defense was one of the best of all time. Not better than the uh, 2021 Georgia team, uh, Georgia defense, but uh, I, I digress. But the situation with this d- defense is they're going to play up to us, I mean, they did it last year. We were this by far, by far the superior team last year too, and they still played up to us. They're gonna be able to get some pass rush. They're gonna come off the edge, and I I, I know that that's gonna affect things and and how we're able to to run our play action. How we're gonna be able to, you know, who who's gonna be in there? Who's our best blocking back? You know, things like that, and that's gonna dictate a little bit of who's gonna be running the ball. You know, is is Dejan Dejan gonna be in there? I think right now, I mean, he's the high hand. He's our best runner. You know, we want him to be in there, but he's one of the smaller backs. Is he going to be in there over a Kendall Milton, who probably is a better pass blocker? Uh, although Kendall, and we'll talk about some injury updates here in a second, but, you know, although Kendall, I think is, I think he's probable for this weekend. Uh, so, but I don't, don't really want him to take carries away from from the other three guys. Um, and, and, you know, that's been, I've said that ad, ad nauseum here. But the biggest thing to me is you look at this LSU game and a lot of these previous games that Florida has played. Jaden Daniels, who is a pretty solid talent, he looked pedestrian against a Florida State team. They also got stomped by Tennessee. But he threw for 350 yards and three touchdowns against Florida a couple weekends ago and made them look silly. The biggest difference between this Florida defense and past, you know, the teams that we saw that we were just hated growing up is they don't have a defensive back on this team that's worth a damn. And that is the biggest difference. So if we can take advantage of that, get the ball out quick. There's this guy, uh, Brock. Number, number 19. Number 19. 19. Yeah, what's, yeah, his, what's his name again? Bowers. Bowers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Feed Bowers. This, this game, I was glad you brought it up because I want this to be the the tight end extravaganza. I mean, I really just I, because there have been. I feel uh, like we do say that every week, though. Like, <laughs> throw to Darnell, throw to Brock. <laughs> well, I, I want, I want a, I want the game to be talked about as our tight ends went off, and uh, because there have been those games where you had like Florida Kyle Pitts against us. I mean, back in 2020, and Golly. and it's like let's just freaking stick it to them with Bowers and. Darnell, I mean, my gosh, I mean, we we have we have the boys to make this to make this happen, and I think two weeks for for Stet, Stet to rehab and get that arm kind of back in in in, uh, in in full shape, and just giving us some time to rest and get the offense kind of lined up and where we want it. Man, I just want to I want to run away with this because I mean, looking at the the spread right now is twenty two and a half. Yeah, wow. I was gonna bring that up. Did not yeah. realize that till I'm just looking at it at this moment. And uh, I, I think it did open. I think it may have opened at twenty four and gone yeah. down. I, I may be wrong, but I th- I think it did. Well, and that's I mean th- that's four score. I mean, that's four touchdowns in this game. Looking at or four scores, and uh, so there's a that's a big that's a big spread for this game. That doesn't happen very often, uh, to say the least. And so we have the we absolutely have the potential to do this. Jacksonville just has a way of being freaking Jacksonville, and and if you come out slow in this game, that's where it. I mean, you 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 said it that first quarter, it will dictate 
I don't think it will dictate the outcome from the game from a score perspective, but it will dictate how the game will run, how the game will go. If we're going to be licking our wounds the whole time, dragging our feet, getting to try to scrape back into this game or try to stay. Yeah. If it becomes well, a back thing. and forth we've, thing. Yeah, we've had to overcome. I mean, that Missouri game. I mean, you're talking about three turnovers, right, in the first quarter? I mean, you can't just, like, poof and that's gone. I mean, that takes the entire game. And it did. It literally did. That takes the entire game to recover from that and then capitalize on whatever advantage. As soon as you get ahead, as soon as you can get any kind of leg up on the on the competition, I mean, that was that first quarter is going to be huge this weekend, especially against, I mean, this is Florida. They're going to be motivated. Yeah, that, that's without what a doubt. What the hell was that? Sorry. I was trying to move some stuff on my desk, and it made much more noise than I thought it would. So, <laughs> Okay. It was very loud in my, head, my headphones. Um, I'm sorry I broke your ears. Uh, this this game always has, has that voodoo, and, and we've got a first-year head coach in Billy Napier that is wanting to try to make a statement against us and wants to show up. And, I mean – they've they've played these some of these games tight and they've 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 stayed close in a lot of these games so they're they're going to have some they've got some hope going into this that they're going to be able to like this this tight game they had against Tennessee and and these kinds of things I mean that's what's going to fuel some hope in their mind but gosh they were they were close with Missouri too so I mean I don't know how this is all going to shake out I just know in Jacksonville Things get really weird, and uh, but the confidence that I have is knowing that we are a far superior team. But that doesn't always pan out in a superior football game. Yeah, we're sitting here talking. We've I don't know if we've ever really talked like this going into a a Florida game. Maybe we did last year. I'll be honest, we probably did last year. But you know, we get we get on these this roller coaster, that, like especially this season where we're like we started off in such a high against Oregon, then we came down a little bit, then beat South Carolina, came back up, and we're just like, you know, we still just, we're about to be in November, and we really don't, we still don't know what this team is. And, and you know, we, you and I can sit here and, and talk about what, what's our strengths, what's our weaknesses, but at the bottom, at the end of the day, I'm sitting here looking at the AP Top 25, and, and, and sure enough, University of Georgia is number one in the country right now. I don't know if that's just a perception coming off of last year uh, or if people are just giving us the the actual, you know, what we're due with the fact that we beat Oregon, who is another, they're, they're number eight right, right now. Um, so I don't know if we're getting just getting credit for that win or not, but this team has all the, I think what I, what I, the way I look at it is, the team has the ability and has all the tools to be that number one team, to actually deserve that number one rating, ranking. And I think that this weekend, especially with Tennessee on the horizon next weekend, will show us a lot about how focused this team's team is and show us will show us a lot about our leadership. And I think that really is where, we, if we need to shore anything up right now, it is, I mean, I think we played well these past two games that we played, but what, what? How are we going to come out of the gate against Florida? Is going to mean a lot. And, and I mean, we need, we got to have Stetson be on his game. We, he's got to be a vocal leader. Need Kenny Mack. Need all these guys on the offensive line to play as, as well as they can. The defensively, we're so young on that side of the ball, man. It, it's it's crazy. You think who who is our leader over there? And it's definitely you know Dumas. But that guy's a first year starter at this situation. So what, like, and, and Nolan, Nolan is too, and don't get me wrong, Nolan is one of those guys, but I mean, gosh, man, Nolan just has not been quite as present here. I mean, I mean, I, I really haven't seen that production that we got used to. So 
it, it really is going to be, I think it's going to speak a lot to, I mean, Nolan, this was his game last year, man. You know, he was the spark that started the entire thing. Without him, I mean, I think we still won that game, but it might have been 10 to 7. So we got to see that this weekend. I want to see somebody stand out vocally and on the field uh, at the same time. Well, you bring up a you bring up a good point, and, and I think that that one thing that when we're looking at us being number one team in the country and looking at our record, well, these last few games we haven't had some of our best players, and we and we haven't really. I mean, we've talked about that some, but our true potential is not even being realized. And I think that's it's kind of for us. I think we what's been what's gotten everybody up and up up in arms to this this season is. I think we've seen what we're capable of. You start the first game of the season the way we did, and it's like, holy crap, maybe we do have this crazy good team and everything's clicking yeah. on all cylinders and all this stuff. Maybe we have the the invincible group, and, and, and that's obviously not the case. But I think you saw with everybody fresh what, what kind of team we could be, and that gets everybody excited. And I mean, I th- you have to take everything with a grain of salt too because, like we talked about, we did not beat Oregon at their best. That was their first game. This, there was a very different team compared to what they had had. They were still getting their feet out from under them, and we were a much more polished team, still a young team. But you look at our schedule, and our schedule has over the last couple of weeks, really the last two weeks, started to look a lot better. Like like you're saying, our, our, our opponents are better than we have realized to a degree. I think you still have to take all that with a grain of salt, like I said. But I think – with some of the guys that we have hopefully coming back, I know AD and, and, and Jalen, like we haven't – Jalen has not played much, and he – we have been missing him in a major way. And yeah. as we get further on in the season, we have got to have him for our defense to be what we need it to be. And to me, if 88's playing in this game, it's – holy cow. <laughs> I, feel, I feel wonderful about where we're at. And even AD, I mean, I, I think – he bring he's he's a dynamic playmaker and having him out on the field in, in conjunction with our other tight ends just adds an entirely different wrinkle uh, to to what we're trying to do. So we don't know who all is going to be there. Kirby still kind of had everything up in the air. I feel like they're probably not going to be at this game. Uh, just who knows if if they have to come in. But I don't know if anything else has been said as of today. Yeah, today he basically said that both he does not expect both Jalen or or uh ad to play in this game and there's <clears throat> i hate to be that i hate to be the the guy who who keeps the rumor fire going or anything like that and the only reason i mention this is it's i've actually heard this from somebody i trust but i also have been starting to see this uh from other people and maybe it is a rumor maybe it's not but it's worth mentioning that i have seen and heard that there, there, there may be a possibility that Jalen is is uh is calling it calling it he's done for the year kind of thing. Uh, not 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 from a, a major injury, but on on his decision kind of thing. Uh, you know, to prepare for the NFL. Don't know if that's completely true. I think some people said the same thing about George Pickens last year, and then he fought to come back and was you know a contributor late in the season. Obviously, made some great plays in the national championship game. Uh. But yeah, that's that has been said. I have seen that from multiple people about '88. I uh, hope it's not true, but at the same time, you can't do anything about it. Like, I mean, if, if the kid if the kid wants to do that, um, I mean, we saw it a few years ago. What was it? I think it was Nick Nick Bosa, Ohio State. I think he played two games and he said, "Ah, eh, nah, I'm done." 
you know, kind of thing. I think he had a minor injury, and he said, you know, I'm going to focus on the NFL draft. So if that's the case, you know, you know, obviously more power to him, and I, you know, good luck kind of thing. It just sucks. Like I, I hate this. This is this is what the college football is these days, and the stuff you have to deal with. Um, and then AD, I think he's just still recovering. Uh, Kirby said he doesn't expect either one of them. Now he did just a full. Uh, I did see that. I think he said Lad should be fine. Another big one, uh, Munden, apparently should he he sounds like he's going to be back this weekend. And I think I already mentioned that Kendall is expected to be back as well. So. We've got some guys coming back, but man, yeah, it's crazy to think like we still have just yet to have a full game. Everybody since the beginning of the year, and honestly, even even against Oregon, we still had guys that were out. We still had guys that got injured. I mean, shit, crap. Uh, Jalen Jalen got hurt. I think he got hurt against Oregon the first play of the game in his ankle. So it's crazy, man. We just, it's the life in the SEC. We just, it's hard. It's hard to be healthy, come hundred percent healthy. It's completely impossible. Actually, it's what it is. Hey, real quick. Uh, I know I've been rambling here for a second. Bo Nix. These are stats that uh, Brent Rollins uh, tweeted uh, a couple days ago. Actually. Yeah. Yesterday. Um, he said week one versus Georgia, Bo Nix, uh, his stat line was 46.2 passing uh, grade, 56% completion, 173 yards, zero touchdowns, and two interceptions. The six games since, 82.9 passing grade, 74% completion percentage, almost 1,600 yards, 16 touchdowns, and one interception. Good gosh. Do we have that boy's number or what? <laughs> I mean, he just sucks against us. <laughs> Holy cow! They've looked like Pac-12 team of old. I mean, they they look they look they're throwing around like crazy. They spanked West Coast. UCLA. I know that. I think that final score was a, like a little bit closer than. I mean, way closer than it actually was. They just destroyed UCLA. Yeah, and UCLA was undefeated. I mean, it was it was wild. Yeah, uh, and just went in and beat the mess out of them. Um, so good good for them i mean good to see dan lanning just putting on a show here in his first season i mean we Hell we yeah. we messed him up and i was happy about that and then <laughs> and then to see him succeed has <laughs> been great uh so oh yeah definitely pulling i mean oh my gosh absolutely pulling for oregon and the rest of the way and so, unless we see them you know in, in january i mean heck who knows at this point i mean the, the one good thing that you're kind of looking at this season is it's been good to see some of the other teams coming in and and playing and like some people kind of out of nowhere, some teams kind of showing up and playing some ball and, and you're seeing some more teams kind of step up. It's been, been kind of fun to watch. TCU. TCU. I mean, you talking about UCLA, UCLA was undefeated going into, going into that game against Oregon. And I mean, playing some ball there, it's, it's kind of been, kind of been, kind of been fun, fun to watch just college football overall. And yeah. I, and then I've you got USC, the, the resurgence of USC, you know, AKA pay to play. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Let me just take your entire team, Oklahoma, and we're going to put you on the West coast. Yeah. And then we're going to act like you're a different school. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's so dumb. Uh, yeah. You've got some, the, the big 12, I think we talked about this last time. The Big 12 is just crazy. And and I don't really, you know, I don't get involved in it. I don't really care. But you look at the the top 25, and it's like you got a ton of teams that have one loss in in the Big 12, you know, and they've all beat each other kind of thing. It's it's pretty interesting over there. So, needless to say, the back half of the the season, this week is kind of where things start to 
take shape and the 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 landscape starts to form and you can kind of see what the what the rest of the season is going to look like but uh, I, I've got a feeling it's going to get pretty crazy I mean I've, I've, this is this is kind of shaping up to be because a lot of these one loss teams are all going to start converging on each other and especially in the SEC uh, Pac-12 starting to play more games against each other all that's going to start to kind of shake out shape out and so we're going to have some we're going to have some pretty big games coming up here soon and uh, over the next couple of weeks and it's it's going to be it's going to be fun. November of football is going to be, it's going to be right. Real tight. And it, it's going to Real feel, tight. Uh, you're going to start to feel a little bit more crisp in the air, you know. Right now it's, I mean, up in Athens, you know, it's it's one day it's, in the mornings it's cold, but, you know, one day it'll be, you know, it feels like it's, you know, mid-40s or whatever, which is fairly normal for, fairly normal for, like, you know, late October. And then one day it's like, golly, it's still, you know, mid-80s kind of thing. Uh, but, Come November, and you you said it. We missed the daylight savings by a day for the for the for the Tennessee game. We haven't even talked about this, man. We're not going to get a night game this whole year, a night home game this whole year. Yeah, I'm and pretty, I, pretty pissed about that. It, it's dumb that we haven't had one. I, I'm not upset that that basically means that CBS has picked us every time they've had an opportunity to do so. Uh, which you know that three thirty time slot. As a fan, as and, and and as a father, you know, it's pretty awesome. I actually, I I love the three thirty time slot, but I do wish that we had at least one night game because I mean that experience is, you know, you think about that that night game against Notre Dame. Golly, was that a C, Was that the did they pull mm-hmm. the trigger on us at CBS? Right? Oh yeah, yeah, because it was like second game of the season, so they knew it was going to be wild. Yeah, uh, in terms of and and it and it was wild. It was crazy in there. Uh, but I'm interested to see what the what the what it's going to be like this weekend. I mean, I'm I'm kind of excited to. I feel like I feel like Georgia's going to show up. I feel, I feel pretty pretty good about our. Um, I feel like our fan base is going to show up and and show out because uh, dog. I mean, dog, we're in a good spot. I mean, we're 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 playing we're playing well. I think people are uh, people are being quiet on us and people are not. We're not really oh, a part gosh. of the, people. We are not a part of the conversation right now. Tennessee is everybody's favorite team. In the mm-hmm. SEC, right in the country, uh, it's just that's fine. Kirby uh, Kirby's completely fine with that. No, I, I I I enjoy it too because I'm ready for it to to really get using it as fuel for the fire uh, at this point. And so I'm hoping that we can uh, if we can get focused and not have dumb fumbles, and, and Stetson can hold on to the ball, don't do any, don't make stupid mistakes, costly false start penalties, and dumb holding penalties and things like that that will be will put ourselves in, in a in a good position I, I feel like this will be we can have success offensively I, I think Florida and here's the thing Florida's going to play with nothing to lose because they don't have anything to lose at this point and so we have to show up and show out for this to um, for us to put them in their place early because just something about when you cross that bridge and you get into that city just weird stuff happens and if you don't show up but the team that shows up and 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 this has a dominant first quarter and starts the game well more often than not tends to just be able to run away with it. If, if if one team is able to outstart the other one there's not a lot of climbing back from a deficit in this game to, to get ahead. Uh, if you look at over the years, that happens every now and then, but that's typically the way it shakes out from, from my perspective. Yeah, I think that, I, I mean, I hope I'm wrong in, in the sense that I hope that we just dominate from start to finish and, you know, put up 55 points, 55 to nothing. Sounds pretty good to me. But the 
the way I see this game playing out is exactly how we played Tennessee last year. If you recall, that was Tennessee went up seven nothing on us pretty quick, uh, and then we had to kind of claw our way back. Uh, we scored, I think we scored on our first series, I believe, uh, and I, I think they ended up going back up. With, I think it was ten to seven, and then we just kind of dominated from like halfway through the second quarter to the end of the game, uh, and, and ended up obviously winning very handily. But I think it feels like it's going to be a pretty similar thing. I mean, because Anthony Richardson's going to come out. I mean, we haven't even talked about the fact that Dan Jackson is actually, supposedly, I think he's out for the rest of the season. Uh, did he have a, it was an ankle situation or? Yeah, foot surgery or something he's going to have to have. Yeah, he, he is, he's out for the for the rest of the year. And now, of course, Malachi has been starting in, in his spot, but Man, that's just not a position that we needed to have somebody go down. I mean, safety position, we really don't have behind them. I mean, David Daniel, and then, then we got, uh, gosh, who was the guy that came in this year? Uh, Ja'Cory Thomas, is that his name? You know, we have very few true safeties. Now, we got some guys, all those DBs, they play, I mean, hell, I mean, you could put Keeley over there. He could play safety if need be. Uh, but at the same time, that true safety, that's a very unique position and I think that losing Dan in this in, before this game is is it's a little bit scarier than people probably have are leading on about. But I appreciate the fact that Kirby's going to have these guys just absolutely ready to go, top to bottom. He's a defensive back guy, you know. He is a he was a safety. I think he will have the DBs ready to roll. AR15, which is an awesome nickname. I don't know why he abandoned it. AR15, Anthony Richardson whatever you want to call him, that guy is is a Cam Newton wannabe, and he can run. I'll give him that. But if you put him in a situation, we saw it last year. If you put him in a, him, him in a situation where there's, I mean, he's got chaos in front of him, he makes stupid decisions. And we, I mean, he's he, he his touchdown to, to interception ratio, he's negative right now. He's, I think it's six to seven, I believe. Yeah, he's had, he's had six touchdowns and seven interceptions this year. Put him in a situation where he has to make a decision, and he will make the wrong one ninety percent of the time. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I feel feel pretty pretty comfortable saying that. And like I said earlier, we're able to maintain that offense. We're main, able to get a consistent push off on their offensive line and push the pocket back on him and not give him the opportunity to squeeze out. And and, and like I say, he he'll get out of there a few times and or be able to sneak through and, and get some get some yardage but we play our game and i i feel i i feel good about where we're at but just can't start slow man can't give up a big play or start slow it's it's dumb dumb mistakes the blown coverages the 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 turnovers the those kinds of things that put us just in a in a bad way and i've said it earlier anything florida's dumping the playbook on us they're going to throw everything they have at us you got to look for the the fake punts fake punts have gotten us this year they have really. I mean, we've been able. Oh, to they're going to run one. They, I mean, they they will probably run one from the fifty yard line against us. That's my prediction on that. Well, and and you have so we've got to be we've got to be ready for those any type of any time they're going for a long field goal or any time they're going for for something. We've got to be we've got to be on our toes and and but just really it's just about execution in those situations. Just being on your guy and not getting out of getting out of position. 
And if we're able to do that and keep them because they're gonna they're gonna throw some trick plays, they're gonna throw that that reverse throw back to the quarterback, all that kind of stuff. They're gonna try those things to try to get us off our game, and they know we're gonna be looking for those things. So we have to be we've got to be conscious of what they're gonna throw at us because they're not going to be able to beat us just lining up and 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 going like so they're they're gonna mix they're gonna mix things up if um especially if we're playing at our highest level. And in uh, the last couple seasons, we have shown up for this. Last year, it took us a while. And like I said, Nolan kind of sparked what we needed to make that happen. But last last few years, we've been able to, um, or during the Kirby era, we've been able to come into this game very focused and able to make some statement wins. Uh, and so 2020, obviously, was Florida's big year. And, and, and last year, we were able to still come back and have a dominant win. So I expect us to play focused and play stick to our game plan because if you look at you talked about that Tennessee game yeah they scored early but that entire game we did not we did not divert from our game plan we played our game we played the field we played we played our our style offense and eventually they snap and eventually they can't hold up to the pressure and then once it once it starts it doesn't quit and like you said at the beginning feed Dejan and let's just let's chip at him feed Branson just chip at him chipping 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 and eventually they'll snap i think uh i've got i've got bowers lad and dajan and kenny getting touchdowns <laughs> oh wow so All that's right. <laughs> so that's uh that's that's 28 right there we're counting the extra points so that's 28 already so yeah man it's uh those guys are gonna be big it's it, it it's funny because we overlook our receivers so much because our tight ends are so good but man our receivers lad is Lad is, I think, finally getting back into his true form. You know, getting over those. I mean, he was at a at some point. You know, I was I was starting to get really concerned if he was going to turn the corner on, uh, you know, that mental that mental uh, you know the mental side that was holding him back in that situation. But I think that what we're going to see is Stetson is going to be a difference maker in this game. And he was saying earlier this week that he did have his shoulder bother him. Uh, and 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 people were saying that that was the reason that he was kind of thrown a little bit higher. I don't think he would be he would be the last person to tell you that that's the reason why he played poorly in in, in a single play or a game or anything like that. Uh, but I think we're going to see him come out and be a difference maker in this game. Uh, he has not been uh, in 2020. You know, he started the game and played pretty well until he got hurt. Uh, but he he is not, he did not play well in this game last year, and and so I think we're gonna see him and and given you know one of the best throws he made all season last year was, was to Kiaris in the corner of the end zone uh, last year against Florida, but I think we're gonna see him be a very focused player this game this game, and I'm looking forward to seeing Stetson be the leader that you know we have seen uh, this year. Uh, in, in this game and, and lead them to, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to say lead them to victory. I feel very confident, but, you know, we're all always hesitant. This is still Florida, and you and I both share the same hesitancy to uh, <laughs> to say anything too, too, uh, too broad on that. But, yeah, man, it's uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be down there, Chansey, um, heading down to the coast uh, early on Thursday morning, and uh, we'll be doing St. Simons for – a, a couple days then heading actually heading to the game on uh, on saturday and uh, looking looking forward to having making a little trip of it hadn't been down there since 2019 so gonna be a good time what you uh what are your, what are your plans 
so we'll be we'll be around here uh we'll, we're we're not going to be making the the trip i've been i have been gone quite a bit here in these last two weeks i haven't uh, i feel like i've been in the hotel or, or somewhere else so much over the last couple of weeks and and not in my not in my home so i will be We'll be home this weekend because I will be headed to Athens for that other game that we're not going to talk about yet because it's not time to talk about that game. <laughs> but I will be heading up for that game uh, the following weekend. Um, uh, but anyway, that's where we're at, and that's what the game plan is. Sounds good, my man. Well, whew, hey, this time of year, just just the best best time of year. I hate them it so feels, much. It, it, it's crazy how much one – it's wild that we are like over halfway through the season. I mean, it's we've played seven games so far, uh, but then two. I mean, we're about to be in November. It's just it, you know it's going to get cooler. We're going to start to feel it's going to feel like football, and I'm I'm ready for that. And so uh, to that, I say f the Gators. We hate them. <laughs> f the Gators every day, but especially this day. <laughs> <laughs> no dogs. Dogs on top. Oh.